everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I'm recording this before work in the morning, which is very unlike me. I normally record in the evenings, so you're going to have to excuse me. I might be a little bit slower than normal doing this in the morning, but we'll get there. So as always, jam-packed episode back to regularly scheduled programming from last week's Q&A. So we're going to start off with basically a list of recommendations for shows that I have loved recently, but also just some of my OG favorite shows that if you haven't watched, I highly recommend that in your downtime. These are the ones that you prioritize. I love getting recommendations for shows. I find it so frustrating to have to like scroll Netflix or Stan and you know and you just get in like the zone of just like searching and then you end up just not even watching anything because it takes so long. Then we are going to chat about conquering my gym phobia. This is just a whole thing about (laughs) exercising, being active, getting to the gym when I am not a gym person. So I'm going to talk about how I'm conquering my gym fear. And then to wrap up, I'm going to talk about how I want to make nesting cool. And I'm not even going to elaborate on that. We're just going to deep dive later on. So stay tuned. Okay, jumping straight into it. I have been, I don't know, pretty lucky lately in the sense that I feel like I have watched some pretty epic shows that I've just fallen in love with and absolutely loved. And some of them are, you know, like proper, (laughs) well-made, like very good you know, award-worthy shows and others are what you'd call like trash television, but there's a place in my life for all of them. It really definitely depends on what mood I'm in, what I want to watch as it does for all of us. But I think some, I also want to like touch on some of my comfort shows, you know, like when you're in that mood where it's like, I don't want to watch something new where I've like 100% got to pay full attention but I want something on in the background I'm someone who hates silence so even when I'm working throughout the day I have something on in the background because I physically can't stand being in the apartment with just silence and music can be a little overwhelming so I quite like having like comfort shows on in the background to just like fill in the gaps so I'm going to start with shows that are newer that I've been absolutely loving and why So I'm going to start with something completely obvious that if you haven't watched it already, you're a crazy person and I've talked to death about this anyway, but that's Bridgerton. I'm a big period piece girl. I know I've said that before. I absolutely adored Bridgerton. I'm definitely a second season stan. I watched the first season when it came out, but the second season is what just absolutely did it for me and I can't wait for the third one. I love everything about Bridgerton. If you are sort of a period piece girl and you like that kind of aesthetic, it just, it ticks all the boxes. It's just that forbidden romance. I just, I love everything about it. I, Bridgerton has slowly, despite being newer, become one of my comfort shows that I like having on in the background. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's hard for me to fault that show, Ride or Die, but I get why some people don't like it. I have spoken to some people who aren't a fan of Bridgerton and I actually do get why. If I was a different type of person, I think it would be one of those just like cringe, 
I can't imagine having to sit through like 10 episodes of this show. But if you're like me and you have a similar kind of, I don't know, if, if you're sort of like me and you have a similar sort of vibe, I think Bridgerton is right up your alley. The next show is Sanditon. And I've sort of clumped them together like with Bridgerton because it is very similar it's on binge and Sanditon has Theo James in it which he's been in a bunch of stuff but he's just like oh my gosh like beautiful to look at so that was the reason that I started watching Sanditon because my mom started watching it and was like you are gonna love the show and also the guy in it is like to die for and he is but the show itself is also really amazing it's based on Jane Austen's final book and it's sort of like about a seaside British town back in the day and developing the seaside town and the relationships that I had with the people within it it's really beautiful it's shot stunningly that's one of the reasons I love that show costumes everything like that so highly recommend it particularly if you are someone who did love Bridgerton taking a bit of a turn my entire family has been trying to get Tom and I to watch Yellowstone for pretty much since it came out and they started watching it on Stan and we just didn't watch it and I don't know why I think for me I didn't think it was going to be my kind of show it's basically about a family that runs a very prestigious massive ranch in Montana and this family is chaos and toxic in the best TV kind of way, very succession vibes. Um, but it's such a fantastic show and we've started watching it. We just finished the first season last night and I'm already just waiting for Tom to get home tonight so we can eat dinner and put it on. Um, I didn't think I would like it. It wasn't... When it first started, the first scene is really gruesome and I just thought, oh God, this is exactly why I didn't watch this show. But honestly, I haven't watched a show this good in a long time. I'm literally on the edge of my seat the entire time. I absolutely love everything about it. So highly recommend Yellowstone. Diving into some more trash TV. I have recently, not recently, like in the sense that I watched the first season, but I've recently dived into the second season of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, I think what drew me to Salt Lake City was the fact that there's been so much legal drama around one of the, the women in the cast. She's basically been charged with money laundering and obviously for obvious reasons, I'm interested in that plot line, given that I deal with that every single day of my life. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this show. And honestly, like that is a part of it, but I'm a big fan of Real Housewives. I think it's just like a fascinating phenomenon that we like watching Real Housewives. And I'm definitely attracted to the escapism and the drama. And it's just a good one. I'm skeptical of all new Real Housewives cities that come out, but Salt Lake City is definitely one for the books. I am very, very into it. I'm going to chat about some of my comfort shows now that aren't as new, but that I put on pretty much regularly that I just love. Some of them are obvious, or I guess like not obvious, but more just like ones that people watch 
all the time anyway and are very, very popular. So they're like Friends and The Office US and Frasier. They're like OG shows. Everyone loves those. I think I could name, you know, say every line in every episode for every season. But there's something about putting those shows on that just like puts me in a calm mood. I can feel my blood pressure just like lower when those shows are on. Some other ones that are more recent, I guess, is like The Vampire Diaries. Watch that in high school. I've probably rewatched it like two or three times since. I just love that show. I think it's absolute crap, but it's also fantastic at the same time. There's something about that show that just does it for me. I'm also, I don't know how, but I found myself on the vampire diary side of TikTok and it, I can't escape it. I don't know how I got onto it and I don't know how to get off of it, but I kind of love it at the same time. So it's putting me back in my vampire diaries nostalgia. Some other shows are The West Wing, which is one of my all-time favorite shows ever. If you know me, you know politics like runs in my blood. I adore getting into the nitty-gritty of politics. So that show always was going to resonate with me, particularly American politics. Um, Grew up being fascinated and talking about that with my family at the dinner table, whether I liked it or not. And The West Wing was a show that we watched together. It's a very like 90s, early 2000s American show, but it is fantastic. Um, If you are someone who loves the minutia of politics, that is definitely the show for you. Um, Aaron Sorkin has done some fantastic shows since then. The writer and creator of The West Wing, such as like The Newsroom, he invented a lot of really well-known ways of filming TV. And The West Wing was sort of where a lot of those tropes became quite famous. So I do highly recommend The West Wing. Some other sort of comfort shows for me are definitely like The OC, which is just, you know, OG early 2000s teen drama and there's something about that show that just puts me right in the feels i'm a seth cohen fan so i can rewatch that show any day of the week and also gilmore girls i mean there's something about gilmore girls in winter time i just feel like it puts me right in the feels i love just like having a hot chocolate and putting gilmore girls on it's not like a summer show i know that sounds so stupid like why would you watch a show like in a specific season but if you've watched gilmore girls you get what i mean it's just like it gives me the warm and fuzzies but i kind of want to be like in front of the fire watching gilmore girls you know what i mean i'm not gonna like throw it on on a summer's day But if you haven't watched Gilmore Girls, The West Wing, some of those older, even The O.C., some of those older shows that kind of have made the rounds a little bit, I guess, in recent times, I highly, highly recommend them. Okay, jumping into the next topic, which is very sort of recent and new for me. And I'm sure that I'm going to have people who are just like bashing their heads against the table going, oh my God, Catherine, like welcome to the real world and other people that sort of relate to what I'm saying. So I'm hoping I get a little bit of a mix of you guys, but I would say that my journey with exercise has been a bumpy road. I think I always exercise and love doing it as I'm doing it and sort of that endorphin hit afterwards, but being consistent has always been an issue for me. I sort of go crazy for a little while and then we'll do absolutely nothing. So trying to 
get consistent with physical exercise has been something that of late has become pretty much a top priority. Obviously for the, you know, the the reasons that everyone does physical exercise, which is for the endorphin hit, for the mood boosting, it's obviously great for your mental health, but also just to maintain physical health. I wouldn't say that I have a goal. I don't know how much I weigh. I don't want to know how much I weigh. I don't even own scales. And I also don't think that that is a great way of determining whether or not I am healthy or look the way I want to look. I think since meeting Tom, it has definitely been a journey for me. I was definitely at my thinnest when I met him in terms of the fact I didn't have boobs, didn't have a bum. I was gangly and that was totally fine. That was just the way my body was sitting. Um, Since meeting him, I think I've put on weight in some good spots and probably a little bit in some bad spots as well, or not bad spots, but you know, spots that you didn't ideally want it or weren't used to having it but it's nothing major it's nothing that keeps me up at night but I think for me I just started feeling a little sluggish a little bloated I think becoming celiac definitely was a game changer I already feel better you know and less bloated taking gluten out of my life but I think it also has something to do with the fact that I haven't been prioritizing physical exercise and that has been eating me alive. So I also think like being with someone who does prioritize it makes you feel like it should be a priority for you too. Tom is great with going to the gym and, you know, prioritizing physical health. And I think, you know, I lived, we lived together when he did his second 100 for Harper, which if you don't know, I definitely recommend going to the 100 for Harper Instagram, Tom and, you know, um, a bunch of his friends. Tom created a charity basically with some of his close friends, Lee and Helena, who lost their beautiful daughter Harper to brain cancer. And he and a lot of his friends participated in basically 100 kilometers to raise money for brain cancer and to raise awareness of Harper and her journey. And living with him during the preparation and the training for 100 for Harper was hectic to say the least, but also super inspiring. And the same goes for everyone that participated. It was unreal to see everyone like push themselves physically like that. It was kind of epic to just watch people do that and I think being with someone who prioritizes fitness that way does make you feel like okay I need to at least put it on my to-do list (laughs) I'm not saying I'm going to be doing 100 kilometers anytime soon but it is you know something I needed to prioritize so long story short I've joined my local gym and I've also downloaded move with us which is the app by Rachel Dillon Um, Rachel Dillon pretty much inspires anyone, I think, to start working out. She is insanely fit and also has this incredible app, which helps you make exercise a little bit easier. Um, So I thought this was a good place to start. As of, you know, the time of recording, I have gone to the gym every day this week, which has been a huge accomplishment for me because I'm definitely not a go to the gym every day type of girl. The gym has always been a scary place for me. <laughs> I think it's probably because I feel so exposed at the gym. Even though I know everyone is just 
doing their own thing in their own lane because that's exactly what I'm doing when I'm at the gym. I'm not like standing there looking at everyone, judging everyone. But for some reason, I've just always felt really exposed at the gym. So it's never been somewhere that I really wanted to be. But I've loved it. Every day I've done 12 kilometers cycling and I've also done some weights like resistance training and even just the ability for me to jump on and cycle 12 Ks was something I just didn't think that I was going to be able to do, but I've literally loved it. The second I leave the gym, I'm already in a better mood and I love that feeling of my muscles hurting. I know that sounds weird, but I love that feeling that I've pushed my body a little bit and I remember why people do this to themselves. (laughs) So I'm really excited to be getting back in the gym. I think conquering my gym phobia was something that I really wanted to do, but I've just never been able to like pull the trigger, but I've absolutely loved, loved going. And I'm definitely an after work gym girl. I don't see myself getting up early and going to the gym. It's just not for me. I know that I'm in a place after work where I really want to get a change of scenery and move my body after, you know, working all day. So that is something that's helped, I think, is just my lifestyle at the moment, being a nine to five girl, you know, getting to the gym after work is something that's really good for my mind and my body. And if you do live that kind of lifestyle, I think it definitely makes it easier to justify, you know, getting up, putting your active wear on. That also helps. I love like comfy activewear. I've just got a really good collection now, I think, of activewear from like Lorna Jane, Jagged. Um, where else do I get my activewear from? Um, they're probably my main two, I reckon. Lorna Jane, Jagged. I have a few like cotton on leggings, but I think they're my favorite too. They're definitely, you know, the comfiest and the ones that I like the styles of the most. But there's something nice about like putting on a cute activewear outfit, going, smashing it and feeling like you've ended your day on a total high. I think I'm going to talk a little bit more regularly about my journey with my like exercise routine I think whether I want to admit it or not knowing that my wedding is in six months definitely makes me want to push myself a little bit more to feel my best look my best even if it's physical changes that other people aren't really going to notice like when I say you know that I look different to the way I did two years ago you know a lot of people that are close to me have been like I can't tell sorry but I can tell and often that's the biggest thing when you've got goals physically is it's not even something that drastic that other people are gonna notice straight off the bat but you feel different and you look different to yourself and that's the main thing I think is having those sort of personal goals that aren't crazy but you know it's not necessarily about that external validation so I think knowing that my wedding's coming up and I'm going to Byron in January and I just want to feel good and look good and be at my best, I think has definitely been a little bit of a kick up the butt to get to the gym and enjoy it. But being someone who has had that up and down roller coaster with physical exercise, I think I am going to share with you guys the journey a little bit more because I know that I'm not the only one that has that relationship with exercise. And I think it's helpful to see other people on their journey and how they stay motivated because I'm sure I'm going to have my moments where I'm not as motivated as 
other times. So talking about maybe how I get through those slumps will be a little bit of a journey, but I think we can all relate to that. So stay tuned on this one, guys. I think pushing yourself and conquering a fear is always good. And I know it sounds silly. I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this who are gym junkies who just don't understand why I would have an issue going to the gym, but it has definitely been something I'm super proud of to actually join the gym and go and expose myself like that. So yeah, proud of myself, small wins, small victories, and stay tuned for my fitness journey, guys. I'm going to bring you along the way with me. Okay, so diving into the last segment, which is a little bit of a weird one, but It's about making nesting cool. You're never going to meet a bigger homebody than me. I love being at home. It just makes me happy. I love, you know, making our apartment a happy place. And I love everything about that. Um, But I feel like this topic definitely entered my orbit a little bit more after Thomas and I got engaged, mainly because I think there are some people in our life who definitely push the notion that, oh my God, that you got to get all your travel done before you get engaged, before you get married. You know, I think they associate it with like being single or... I don't know, being with their boyfriend rather than being married, or I'm not totally across the logic because I don't really agree. But I think the idea of being a homebody and not having that constant desire to travel is definitely an unpopular opinion, but it is one that I have. I was very privileged. I grew up traveling all the time. I was going overseas every year with my family, whether that be to America mainly, like New York or to Europe. I was traveling all the time and I loved it. But I think since being a little bit older, um, I don't, don't get me wrong. I love a good staycation. I love going to Byron. I love doing, you know, travel like that. But I think the massive overseas trips after two weeks, <clears throat> sorry guys, after two, three weeks, I honestly want to come home. I don't have the desire to live overseas really at all. I never really have. I just don't think it's in me. I don't know why (laughs) that like wanderlust addiction just isn't in my DNA. And weirdly enough, Tom is the exact same. So I definitely found like my person in that way. One of us isn't constantly trying to get the other person (laughs) to like pack their bags and, you know, travel. But I think like at the moment we're planning our honeymoon, which is 99% booked. Um, we're doing a month pretty much in Europe, which don't get me wrong. We are both so excited about, we haven't traveled overseas. The two of us since COVID really, like we just haven't since restrictions were lifted, we haven't gone overseas and we are very, very excited. We have a beautiful wedding in Greece, which um, we have sort of planned the trip around either side. Um, Thomas being half English and half French, I'm super excited to do London and Paris with him and get to explore Europe. Don't get me wrong. We have gone a little crazy on this honeymoon trip. We've really splurged. Um, I think it will probably be our last like huge trip before we have kids. And then obviously traveling looks very, very different with children, but 
we're so excited about that. But I think after that, I, I don't know, like, I think we just don't have the desire to tick off a million places and, you know, travel every five minutes. We just don't have that in our blood. I think we nest a lot. We love being at home. As I've said a million billion times, making our apartment cozy and our happy place brings me joy, which is why I spend too much money on home decor. But I think allowing people to feel this way is okay too. There is definitely that kind of like undertone of judgment for people who just live and breathe travel. But I know I did a Q&A on my stories a couple of weeks ago where people asked, like, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live? And honestly, it's Sydney. I wouldn't even want to move to Melbourne or Brisbane or somewhere else in Australia. I born and raised in Sydney. I love living here. There isn't a single thing about Sydney that I don't like apart from how flipping expensive it is to live here. <laughs> um, our families are here. I couldn't imagine not being within a close proximity to my family and now being in a close proximity to Tom's family. I can't imagine not being able to just get in the car and drive to them. It would freak me out. Um, but I'm super close with my family and it would be just so foreign and not a joyful experience for me to be far away. Um, and I don't know, maybe I just like when they were making me in the toy store, they just didn't put that that microchip in. I don't know what it is. It just isn't in me. But I know so many people responded to that story that I put up saying I'd want to live in Sydney. I love living here. There isn't a, you know, anywhere else that gives me the same things that Sydney does. So many people responded saying, oh my God, me too. I feel like so many people have that kind of desire to live elsewhere, but I just am such a homebod and I love living here and I wouldn't want to move. And I think making nesting as cool as wanting to pack up and travel needs to happen. We need to stop judging people for not wanting to do that because there's nothing wrong with wanting to plant down your roots and set up camp a little bit and make a home. I think being transitory is great, but there's nothing like I would never judge people for wanting to pack up and travel all the time and wanting to sort of slow their roll a little bit on getting engaged or getting married or having kids because they want to prioritize travel. And that's fantastic. I would never judge someone for wanting to do that. So I think the same should definitely go for the people who want to do the complete opposite. I get a lot more joy thinking about putting our roots down and setting up our family and traveling. I've, I want to travel with our kids. I'm so excited to travel with kids. I know that sounds crazy. I know that there's a million things about traveling with kids that makes it complicated and stressful, but I have such amazing memories traveling as a child with my family and my parents definitely didn't stop their life because they had me. Um, they would just put pack me up with them and take me wherever they were going. And there was never an issue with that. So I think we're definitely going to have the same lifestyle and same sentiment with our children. And it's something to look forward to. It's a different kind of travel, but it's one that definitely makes me just as, if not more excited to travel in the future. 
Okay, guys, that is all for this episode of Kindest Regards. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to go to the Kindest Regards pod Instagram for all things fashion, lifestyle, corporate, OOTD, everything. I'm just making that place my little home. I love talking to you guys over there. It just brings me so much joy. Also, feel free to go to my Instagram, Katherine Ray Robinson. I love chatting to you guys over there as well. Um, I've got to get to work now, guys, because I've recorded this in the morning, which is so rogue. But I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and I will chat to you guys soon.